We're running just as fast as we can, holding on to one another's hand, trying to get away into the night. You put your arms around me, and we tumble to the ground, and then you say, that's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast. <laughs> Damn it! That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that takes famous songs and compares them to their their many cover versions. I'm your host, as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my fast co-host. Sure, Alex Mildenberger. <laughs> we're talking about I Think We're Alone Now by Tommy James. I think we're Sean talking Dells. about I Think We're Alone Now. correct um alex how you doing uh doing good just had christmas did some christmas things but it's the year of our lord 2019 right i forgot it was the future <laughs> never uh, you know i did christmas a couple weeks ago of course when it was christmas when it was christmas but you're thinking about it right now i sure am what That's, are you thinking about i'm thinking about uh that base book you just got me, mostly because I just looked at it with my eyes. You mean eyes. two weeks ago when it was Christmas? When it was Christmas, that's correct. <laughs> I've left it here. I haven't used it much. Ooh, I'm doing great, though, Alex. I'm looking forward to this episode. Yeah, me too. Um, should we just jump right into it? I think we I, should. I feel like our pre-show banter is <laughs> pretty below par. I mean, you want to talk about Skipbo? Skipbo. Which is also something that's in the room. And is we're doing great. This is improv. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. Um without audience suggestions. So we just yes. look around. All right. No, I think it's probably about time we started talking about the song. <laughs> yeah, I think we did. <laughs> Everybody's charmed by us now. Let's move in. So Perfect. Tommy James and the Shondells is the band. Um, they're also responsible for the hit song Crimson and Clover. Yeah, they did Money Money. Yeah, they, they did, did that. It was so this is written. This for song right, and right, also right, right. Some of them were co-written, some of those hits we just mentioned, by Richie Cordell, who was born Richard Joel Rosenblatt. I don't understand all these producers who change their names. Pretty significantly, too. Um, it's like, it seems to be a big thing in the 60s. We saw this with uh, the guy who worked with them for Here Comes the Night. Was it like too Jewish or something? Yeah, I that's don't even what I'm know. wondering with this one, if it's anti-Semitism. I yeah, I don't even know what a Jewish last name sounds like much i think rosenblatt like steen stein in there i guess yeah. but other than that like i don't know yeah i know the i know the basic jewish names i don't know advanced jewish nameology like you came with me and said rosenblatt i'd say what i wouldn't say that's a jewish name you'd be like why did you just say a name to me so yeah this was written by richie cordell who wrote Monet Monet and co-produced joan jett's i love rock and roll little fun fact. And they also did a version of the other song. What was the other? Which one? Um, Crimson, what, did they do Crimson Mone. and Clover? Yeah, they were the original Crimson and Clover. No, I mean Joan Jett and the Black Joan Jett and the Black Hearts. Did they do a version of Crimson and Clover? Um, yeah, I think they did, didn't they? Is this the Crimson and Clover episode of Cover Me? The only podcast? Do you, do you want it to be? Takes, because yeah, I am let's... not prepared. <laughs> oh, okay. No, then. <laughs> um, yeah, they probably do, though. Everybody does a version of Crimson and Clover. Fair enough. Uh, this was released on January 5th, 1967. I always think it's weird when they have a specific date for song releases. It's just not something I think about. I think about it in terms of years more than days. Yeah, and sometimes it's hard to get a year because it'll be like a UK release and a US release. And then there's the Japan reissue. Don't know why I said Japan like that. <laughs> the Japan reissue or something like that. And, uh, and then you'll end up with like three different years 
yeah, that's for true. release, and no one knows when it came out, and then I remember one thing, and someone else remembers another thing, and then you're arguing, and it's a whole thing. When was the last time? When was the last time you argued with somebody about the release of a song? I was just being dramatic. Oh, okay. Okay. What song were you being dramatic about? No, I mean I was being dramatic right now by lying. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um. So Tommy James and the Shondells. This is one, another one of those fun examples where in 1964, James renamed the band the Shondells because the name sounded good. Whatever. It's like someone's, is Shondell someone's name? Troy or Shondell yeah. is a singer for, who has the 1961 release this time. And it does sound good. I don't, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a good name. I thought it was going to be Doesn't like it? some kind of clam or something. A Shondell? Shell? Yeah, maybe that's sure. it. Sure. Yeah, these guys, as as you mentioned, like they were probably popular enough, but their songs are kind of more popular when recorded by other, other people, people. For sure, it seems this cause... one hit number four on the billboards. They hit number one with good. Crimson and Clover, and another one of theirs I can't remember which also hit number Was one. Was it like Crystal Blue Persuasion or something like that? Crystal Blue Persuasion. Crystal Blue Persuasion. Um, might have been. I don't remember. I didn't look up chart stuff. No, it was Hanky Panky was the song. Which I think was a cover of someone else's. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. That was like that was an earlier one, one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. That makes sense. Yeah, they're still active today, apparently, according to Wikipedia. Here's a weird thing about this track and other tracks of theirs, is that only Tommy James and Eddie Gray, the two, two actual members of the band, are actually on the track? Yeah. How do you mean? So like, like their, their voices are on it and potentially their instruments, but the rest was studio musicians. And like, is there a band though? There is a band. They just weren't there for the recording. They were just not here to record one of their hit songs. Cool. How does it feel to be um, those studio musicians? Yeah, that would be, I mean, I know there's a lot of stories of the Beatles, not studio musicians, but like Ringo left. So Paul recorded drums that day and like, then it was a famous song, and Ringo's not even on it. Oh, yeah. Or something like that. But it would be weird. At least for them, it doesn't seem like they were fighting or anything. Yeah, it just seems sometimes like they weren't there. You see that, and it's like, they weren't there, so they replaced them, and then they, like, never came back or something like that. So, way to go, Shondells. Way to be, yeah, way way to to be, be there. reasonable. Or way to not be there? there? I don't know. Hmm. Eddie Gray was there. Um, should we talk about the lyrics or the song structure? The classic song structure, structure of... I'm glad I'm not the only one who fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> of verse, bridge, chorus, verse, bridge, chorus, bridge, chorus, 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 chorus. Yeah, that's... Something I mean, like that, that. You summarized that pretty accurately. I was going to say more, I guess, the elements of the song. Sure, so let's, like, let's do that. We'll talk. We'll, we'll get in. Because it's a very simple song. We're going to see some versions, particularly later down the years, that throw, I would say, too much in. Okay. And the, but here we got it's a driving bass line and some the drums. The bass line's really prominent in yeah. the original. And it's absurdly simple for the most part. Okay. It's just later on it kind of does some like bum 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 bum. Yeah, so in what I'm calling the pre-chorus. Okay. Uh they go hold on one another. So you get some triplets and some up and down, like really good. The bass is takes kind of the forefront in this and does a lot of the driving energy, which yeah. I really like. That's probably one of the reasons I was drawn to this song is just because of that whole bass line. Yeah, and some of the other versions have a prominent bass line, but none as prominent as that first version. Yeah, and none that gives that 
again in the pre-course part that part is i think integral it is the it's one of my shining lights for the song at the very least it's a part that stands out because otherwise it's just kind of like drums which help they're helpful drums but they're not really in the foreground in any moment yeah not not like the bass certainly Mm -hmm. it's interesting because we get a build up to a chorus that's actually sort of down a step it's like a very whisper quiet from the yeah when they get to i think we're alone now that's yeah. like hey we're alone let's be quiet and secretive or whatever mm-hmm. and the use of crickets on the track did you miss this crickets there are crickets <laughs> really yeah i actually now that you say that i saw it in the like lyrics it had crickets and i was like that's probably nothing oh my god i think I, it's I don't even. When the crickets come in. Um, on this sound. And then, like, so yeah, like, when the, I think it's when the chorus ends, you get crickets. Hmm. And then the drums are doo, 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 Is that like doo, the doo. second time before they like break it down, then do the drums, and then pull I think back it's up at the end? Each time. I'm oh. pretty sure. Because hmm. it's a. You don't see this, at least not in, I feel like, this era, but actual, like, ambient noises like, like sound effects like sound effects in a song and i think it works in favor of the song i mean obviously you didn't notice it but that doesn't necessarily mean it would be bad to notice it and be like ah this is completely out of place true true so the fact that it didn't raise notice from you doesn't necessarily mean it's not noticeable would be my argument yeah um i, I really I like believe that it. so those are sort of your basic Components. There's a, like a kind of galloping guitar on the way out because everything kind of builds up at the end. So you're like, yeah, which does kind of happen later on, but this is very '60s guitar. Yeah, compared to later versions. Obviously. Some kind of is it? Is it an organ on this one near the end? Oh, right at the end when there's that like high yeah. synthesizer organ or something, yeah. just being like, wee, wee. <laughs> yes, like it comes boy, in yeah. after that where they do like, as I mentioned before, like. Verse, bridge, chorus, verse, bridge, chorus, and then like chorus, bridge, chorus, or something like that. Yeah. And then just like bring the whole thing down, and then the drums play. And then they come, everything comes back up, and then they do, I think we're alone now, but it's not like before, because before it was very quiet. Mm-hmm. And then on the second part, they come up with everything, and they have that extra synthesizer or something yeah. in there as well, playing that really high pitch part. Mm-hmm. Which does come up again. Yeah. Sort of this whole Is that what you were talking about? That's exactly what I was talking cool. about. Cool. Perfect round of that. That a whole kind of ending structure, I think, comes back in a lot of ones where it's <laughs> instrumental break and then everything comes back in. And it's like, oh, it's the end. And then that's their yeah. Look at fun this. ending. Repeat, 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 repeat. Just sing the chorus many times. Mm-hmm. And they sing the and chorus many times. They do. That is there's not do you have anything else to say about the structure? Oh, uh, not really. Let's talk about the lyrics. Because the lyrics, there's not a whole lot of lyrics. Really not. Uh, there's like two verses kind of, and then there's a, what I would call the bridge section where they talk about tumbling to the ground. Yeah. And then the chorus, which right. I would say is the, you know, I think we're alone now part. Yeah. Uh, so it's like a teenage love song. Pretty it much. is. It's very like teenage. And I was kind of thinking through it like maybe it's just about forbidden love, but like, no, they identify as kids and there's not a part in the song where they're like, we can't let anyone know about our love or like, we'll get lynched or something if yeah they're, they're like what will people think about our love or do they say our love our relationship um, at least yeah what do they say here uh it's it's let me hear your heartbeat no <laughs> uh, <it's laughs> behave that's what they say when we're together 
and watch how you play. They don't understand. And so watch how you play. Is that directly referring to being like, use a condom or don't fuck? Well, I think it's um fairly vague. Like no one is saying this song is about teens fucking. It's probably about teens fucking, but you could interpret it as just like, you know, general relationship, romantic stuff. They tumble to the ground together. You can... You, you can, can do that ki- without fucking, can, is that what you're you going to suggest? You can kiss prone, <laughs> I'm told. <laughs> okay. Um, and the second verse is, look at the way we got to hide what we're doing. Because what would they say if they ever knew? And so we're running just as fast as we can. Yeah, so well, what are they doing that they got to hide? I guess everything, holding hands, kissing each other at the, the mall, I guess. Well, it's the 60s as well, the late 60s. The malt shop. The, the chocolate shop. The chocolate shop. Um, so, I, I don't know, maybe... I mean, they're teens fucking at, at they're, the end of the day. At the end of the day, they're absolutely teens um, fucking. But you can't say that. No. I mean, I can say that. And you I don't can have, say that. I don't have my finger on the pulse of teens fucking anymore. I never did. I let's not. Let's be real here. <laughs> um, maybe it did. Maybe that's what it was like in 67. Maybe. Um, just lots of tumbling to the ground. Yeah. So that's... That's basically the song. And what was it? The, um, someone described it, and I was just looking at it. This is probably just from the Wikipedia article, as the bubblegum apotheosis. Yeah, by Lester Bangs. Which was is that like, his name? Uh, I didn't write down the name, but probably. I, I'm pretty sure it's Lester Bangs. Hang on. Because <laughs> that's just a fucking great name. That is quite a name. <laughs> Lester Bangs. Yeah, rock critic. Yeah. Or somebody. Let's say Rolling Stone. Yeah, I'm going to say it. I have no idea. Um. So, yeah, it's, like, very pop aimed at teenagers. Mm-hmm. Doesn't get much more pop aimed at teenagers than this, and that is why they called it the bubblegum apotheosis. Yeah. And, yeah. And I, I wonder if that's supposed to be a dig or a compliment or both. I don't know. It's a, what it also said was that Tommy James didn't like being labeled bubblegum mm-hmm. pop. So they kind of went more psychedelic later on. Right. But uh, again, well, all Wikipedia stuff, I, I don't really I know. I think like even the process in which it was made lends to that bubblegum style. Because again, it was primarily anonymous studio musicians. It right. wasn't even most of the band on this Yeah, track. and maybe the band didn't even have input on it. Yeah. I don't really know. I, this, supposedly it was co-written yeah. by Tommy James and that Cordell guy. And yeah, Richie Cordell. I think this one might have been just straight written by him. Yeah, actually, now that you say that. All the credits did just have his name. Yeah. But maybe that was just the lyrics and Tommy helped with the music. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, because Bubblegum is, uh, is yeah, especially in that era. I didn't know it was era specific, but it is specific to the era of this song to about the early 70s. Right. With a two-year revival and I think the later 70s. Which is interesting because I still think we have music today. There's still music is, today that I would call I would that. define as Bubblegum Especially pop. the way they described it, which was like, kind of manufactured Mm -hmm. almost like very much written by a producer and given to an artist and then like most of the decisions were made by the producer Mm -hmm. for the creation of it and then it put out kind of as if it were the artist's work and i think that happens a lot in like east asian pop music right happens a lot here too but it's more like overt i think like, everybody kind of knows that's what's going on. Well, even with, we're going to talk about, obviously, the Tiffany version, which I think most people know. Yeah. And that holds a lot of elements of bubblegum pop, despite 
being not outside of that being, era. Yeah. And I just kind of thought that was like most pop music mm-hmm. or a lot of it. But that's not really fair uh, to say, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, we'll have to keep an eye out for it. Because obviously, there's always, like, even you hear stories of rock bands that are complaining, like, the producers have too much control or whatever, and we yeah. didn't get to make our music we wanted to make. And obviously, there's a lot of opinions on whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, it, it, it's producers are controversial. Yeah, I mean, you get cases. this in any sort of yeah. entertainment industry, I would say. So I've been listening to like director's commentary for community episodes recently. And Dan Harmon mm-hmm. talks about like the struggle of working with TV producers. Um, I was watching comedians getting coffee in cars with Jerry Seinfeld. And he even talked about that in regards to Seinfeld. Right. It's just like TV producers constantly like limiting the creative scope of projects and sort of being a hassle from the Which, creator's perspective. Yeah, a hassle from the creator's perspective, but yeah. that is their job. So yeah. Yeah, that's bubblegum. That's bubblegum for you. Because the thing is, my thing with the Lester Bangs quote, which we're talking about, is he calls it the apotheosis, which means like the epitome, like the highest form of it. Yeah. Which is a compliment, right? Yeah, I think the idea I get, or the way I approach it anyway, and I think I'm not alone in this, is like, you can kind of accept it for what it is like it doesn't necessarily like it's just a song about kids fucking yeah exactly I, I sh- teenagers it's fucking. about teenage love it's about yeah yeah which you know um but like and like that's fine like we can still enjoy it it doesn't have to be and this has come up on this show before like it doesn't have to have this deeper meaning where we analyze the lyrics for 30 minutes which we have done but it doesn't always happen yeah like and that's fine, and we can still enjoy it, and it's a fun song. It's pretty short, too, mm-hmm. in this first version. And obviously, it has staying power because it's still around today. And one of these covers came out this year. Yeah. I mean, last year. <laughs> and the year before that. Yes. And the year of our mm. Lord, 2018 and 17. 20s, 18 and 17. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's... that's uh, Yeah, Um, I would, I would agree with that. I think, I think it is a common. I think you can have a... A, a soulless marketing piece of music that is maybe just enjoyable and fun, right? Yeah, you can still enjoy it. There's that song that's like completely created by computers. It was like written and oh, yeah. generated, and it sounds weird. Maybe one day we'll get to a point where it doesn't sound just awkward and stilted. But maybe that's only because I knew what it was. Yeah, so who if knows? you had it presented to you without that knowledge, who knows? Um, If you think robots are better at music than us... Us being just me and Alex, not musicians. Hashtag robot time, baby. Robot time, baby. That better not be a porn tag already. It's probably a porn tag. They usually usually are. That's in the tricky territory. Robot time, baby. (laughs) Time, baby. It's also the name for my new sci-fi script. (laughs) Okay, let's jump into uh, the 19. So the first cover we have is 10 years later. Yeah. 1977, the Rubinos. The Rubinos. 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 I don't know. So this is like pretty much very faithful to the original. Yeah. But did you get much about these guys? Um, they're a power pop power group. pop group. That's what I got. And they also have a song called "I Want to Be Your Boyfriend," but it's not the Ramones song. Different mm. song. 
Yeah. Yeah. Different song. Different so song. They just have the same name. So it's very uh, like his singing. I would say in this one is reflective of the era of the late seventies. You yeah, mentioned like there was a pop. bubblegum revival. Do you think this would? fall into that Let me category because i have that open so the classic period for bubblegum is 67 to 72 a second wave of bubblegum began two years later so in 1974 and ran until 1977 so this would so be just around the, the cusp end. of that yeah maybe maybe on the tail end that's when disco took over okay so disco kind of replaced bubblegum pop for a period of time and this Fair is enough. definitely not I don't see disco. how you couldn't make bubblegum pop that was disco music. Yeah, because I would say disco music still has artistic forms. It's not a completely a soulless marketing genre. Sure, but you could soullessly market disco music. Oh, for sure. So I don't see why those two why are, mutually those are mutually exclusive. exclusive. But yeah, I, no, I agree with you. I don't know. But yeah, he's got a very poppy 70s voice. Yeah, um, I think it sounds a little like higher, like they transposed it up. Yeah. That's it, not really that important, but I think they did. More, we get more prominent backup vocals, particularly close to the end. They're just, they say, I think we're alone now. Yeah. And it's, I think the rest of they the They do group. the thing where they get quiet. Mm-hmm. They do the, the quiet thing. On the uh, chorus, which I did not mention this before. It's kind of the opposite of a lot of the songs we've done recently where it's a build to the chorus right and that has come up a lot but it really has the opposite in this song which i thought was kind of interesting and i'm curious how common that is so i feel like it would be more common to do what we've seen which is building to the chorus as opposed to a break as opposed to dropping down once you get to the chorus yeah to be yeah, yeah. secretive and mm. these guys do that they do that yeah on the the cool bass part <clears throat> On the in the bridge section is gone. It's just uh, some drum work on the on gone the entirely. Toms, they still kind say. of have a bass. They have it, but they don't do the do 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 do. But otherwise, like the yeah, just like the running bass there is still boom 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 boom. I guess it's not boom 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 boom. Chord change, chord change, chord change. Not that much to write home about. Yeah. Um, they throw a little triplet in on the start of it, though, on that line. It's like, boom, 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 Uh, this one, the drums get a lot of work on this one, I feel. Okay. Because they get to take over those kind of small breaks. They just do more drumming than is in the original in general. So kind of move a lot of the rhythm stuff. Yeah, just to the drums. to the drums. Not necessarily the same thing, just creating that interest. Yeah, so it's the drum gets to be interesting this time, but I would say it's not that interesting Congratulations, still. Congratulations, drums. This is a pretty straight cover. Yeah. In spite of everything we've mentioned up to now. The other thing they like at the end, that high pitched thing from the first uh original version. Right. Is now like an organ. Right. But it's still there. Yeah. Pretty similar. These guys made number 45 on the billboards with this one, which is 41 positions worse than Tommy James. Yeah, it and didn't do. I mean, I guess that's still what What do we do? 50, 100? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Still but made like, the chart. I mean, charted. <laughs> that's how, important. How long are the charts? The hot 100? Hot 100. Yeah, I think that's top usually 50. Sometimes they're top 50. I don't know. Who's making these charts? I don't know. This is the one like I bring up these facts every time. And I have little to no understanding of the billboards. Yeah, we had a, I had like an old like Billboard Hits CD. Yeah, and it had like La Bamba on it. Ah, uh, La Bamba. 
So la, la, think bamba. about that. Maybe. La, 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 bamba. Um, yeah, tight. Love La Bamba. Yeah, I don't really have a whole lot to say about this version. No. Nah. Very similar to the original, but it is longer. It is longer. Um, do they have a solo? I think they have a solo. Yeah. Um, blanking. It's forgettable. It's forgettable. This version is not as good as the original and forgettable. Not Let's much talk to write about, home about. Is it Lin- Lean? Levitch? I think it's Lean. Lene? I think it's lean. Lean? Just because when I looked up pronunciation, everything was like lean. Lean Lovich, 1978. Um, this version is, again, pretty faithful instrumentally to the original. This one is new wave post punk gothic rock. Okay, is it really? I don't know. That's what she was described as on her Wikipedia page. Interesting. I don't think this version is necessarily all of those things. No. Well, it got. It has this. Yeah, just like that goes like, on constantly through the background. I think there's a theremin in this. There might be. Like you mean at the end? Yeah, I thought maybe she was making those sounds herself. I think she I'm does sure. it up to the uh, she. There's definitely a theremin sound, not just at the end, but I think in either the end of the chorus or before the chorus. Oh, I'm usually one to spot a theremin, and I missed it. It's it's it is. A, I'm like almost 100 percent sure it's a theremin. Either that or just a synth that makes theremin esque noises. Because it reminded me. Well, of, a synth a theremin is a synthesizer, don't you know? Oh my god, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know. I know. Traditional synthesizer. Right, right. Because it reminds me of the bit in Hide in Your Shell that sounds like a theremin, but there's no theremin credited in the instruments for Mm. the Crime of the Century album. what sounds like a theremin, but isn't a theremin? Yeah, it's like a riddle. Like a really shitty one. Yeah, I don't know. It's like a theremin, but it's not. Oh, What an impossible riddle. (laughs) It's like a mountain, but it's another mountain. What? (laughs) Okay, so this was on her debut album, Stateless, from the year 1978. She has a German and Japanese version. We she's not Japanese. Japanese. She's not. She's American. Yeah, but she doesn't have, like, Japanese ancestry either. Okay, yeah. But there is a Japanese version. Yeah. Which is the same, but with Japanese lyrics. For the most part. She I still cannot whispers, comment. I think we're alone now. She does. In English. Um, I can't comment on the integrity of the Japanese translation. Mm-hmm. I heard Watashi at one point. That's all. <laughs> I don't know I'll tell Japanese. You this, it sounded like Japanese to me. It sure did, Jake. It sure, <laughs> it sure did. did. Um, the driving bass part is now on a guitar in this one. Yeah, and I a lot of this it's reverbed. Could it's got a reverb probably. on it. A lot of the stuff like has it. moved to synthesizer. Yeah, is that guitar? And uh, we get some la 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 la. And she's a little squeaky sometimes. Yeah, did you pick up on that. A little squeaky, but a lot also like a lot. more rock oriented in her singing. Yeah, it's 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 the it's the late seventies. It's very new wave. Times uh, are changing. Punk gothic rock. If I had to, oh yeah, define yeah. If it. I had to define it in six words, my original hyphenated. Before I knew it was three genres, I was like, "This she's quirky." Now yeah, look at this quirky girl. Yeah, I said squeaky. So yeah, she does. They do those whispers. They do those whispers. They whisper. She does those whispers. And yeah, at the end, like the high pitch part at the end, 
Is that what you were talking about with the theremin? Because I thought it sounded like someone just singing falsetto. I'm going to play it right now and we'll see. All right. So we listened to it. It pretty it does sound like a theremin. It does sound like a theremin, right? It does sound like a theremin. Anyway. Um, and then there's the kind of drum finish. It goes dun 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 dun. And it's done. Uh, and not a fade out. That's not good. A fade out. I can live with that. I like this one. It's fun. Yeah. A fun version. Yeah. So I mean, definitely more interesting in terms of an update than the uh, Ruby News. Yeah, and it's very interesting because once we hit the next track. The very nature of the covers is going to change pretty much completely. Because this was a bigger hit than the original. Yeah, so we might as well jump in uh, Tiffany in 1987. Oh, are we going to jump in Tiffany in 1987? Because that would probably be illegal. <laughs> she's 14 alex no, i think she's 16 she's 16 in the in an article she said she was 14 in 1986 maybe she's 15 so she's 15 probably all right still worse that's worse that is yeah that's <laughs> didn't make this situation better so tiffany a uh is she a pop singer i guess mononymous hey she is mononymous do, 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 do. mononymous do, 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 do. To make that joke again. Uh, uh, so she is mononymous. Although, oh, I looked up her last name. Damn it. She doesn't have a last name. She's mononymous. Right, she's mononymous. You're right. No, I had to use her last name because she did a Playboy shoot in 2002. So I, was like, I had to find it, but I had to look. Like, you can't just search Tiffany. <laughs> it just, it was useless. So I had to add her last name. It wasn't that great. So she, she's in 2002. She would have been uh, 31. 30 something, yeah. She took a break in 1992 to raise her child, her son. She was 21 then. Yeah. But anyway, this was on her yeah. debut album. Tiffany. Tiffany. Her eponymous, mononymous <laughs> album. Eponymous, mononymous. <laughs> uh. And so she was 14 when she met producer George Tobin, who wanted her to like make a demo that, she could, that he could drop around and be like, look at this brilliant teenage singer. She sings pretty good, huh? Hey. Hey. And he couldn't couldn't find songwriters like willing to sell him like new songs, so he's like, "Well, we'll do a cover." So this is what they used, eh? Yeah, and she, Tiffany was not enthused about that. She said, "I actually didn't want to record that song. I was doing country music. It sounds really funny, but at fourteen, I was kind of jamming with local bands. So she would go to bars and like sing, and then have to leave because she was fourteen and right. Because like back then, people didn't really care about kids, but they kind of cared about yeah, kids. Yeah, exactly. They were like, it was like limbo in between. You're, we period. didn't want them drinking. We knew that for goddamn sure. <laughs> we sure did. Do you think that's because we didn't care about kids, or we did care about kids, or more that we cared about adults having a place to get away from kids? Yeah, that sounds... I'm just going to say yes. think probably. Yeah. Just didn't want kids there. I don't blame them. Yeah. I don't, remember, I, was, I don't want kids. I listened to Springsteen on Broadway, and he talked about having to go get his dad from the bar right. sometimes. Right. go in and say, Mom wants you to come home. I remember that part. I remember that, too. <laughs> Let's see. I got a lot of quotes about this. She, I'd started singing a little more Roseanne Cash, and people I thought were more edgy country. A lot of heart and Fleetwood Mac. Country? Yeah. Edgy country, mind you. Oh. Still, though. But, I, yeah, I wouldn't say either of those are country. Heart. Maybe if some, anything, some heart that's, like, more acoustic, I could see. Right. 
but not like barracuda. No. But like maybe if what anything, is it? Fleetwood Dog and Butterfly, like I guess. Like Fleetwood Mac maybe. leans more towards pop. Unless it's early Fleetwood Mac, which is way more blues. 87. We're talking 87. I know, but here. she could still listen to early Fleetwood she Mac. She would not be existed. allowed to. She was a 14-year-old girl in 87. She was listening to the new shit. You can't listen to Black Magic Woman for a 14-year-old girl in 86. Yeah, are you kidding me? Jeez. Um, so yeah, she was disappointed in this. She said it didn't sound modern to me at the time. An accurate statement, given the song was 20 years old. Was. At the time. Was that part of the quote, or did you add that? I added that. Nice. Because she said it didn't sound modern to me at the time. That's the quote. Yeah, I thought... Anyway, I gotta work on my quote voice, maybe. <laughs> yeah, just you gotta put those, gotta put those air quotes into the tone. Yeah, I gotta punch it. I gotta start doing impersonations. It's like so. I got so what many quotes Tiffany from her because like? here I'm gonna try it. Sure, yeah, give me some quotes. I was a little heartbroken because I was like, "Look, I like this music, but I'm not sure I want to be a dance artist." I took the song home that afternoon and played it for my friends. They loved the song. Right away, they were, like, dancing to it and jumping around and, Oh, this is a cool song. So then she said, Okay, well, I want to be cool. Nailed it. That's a direct quote. Those are all direct quotes. Yeah. Those are good quotes. So she's the youngest artist, according to, to the genius lyrics on Spotify. It's, she's the youngest artist to hit number one on the billboards. I wonder who number two is. Even, like... Yeah, is that counting groups like with like? Cause yeah, because I'm like thinking the, like the Jackson. That's five. exactly what I'm thinking. Like they were pretty young. Um, I don't know. And like you would are you could argue that she's solo, but she's also teamed up with like presumably a thirty to forty year old man, George Tobin. Yeah, I don't know how old George Tobin was. I assume already a successful producer though. Yeah, and but, let's talk about let's talk about the song. Let's the talk song? about this version. Um. There's a lot more synthesizer in yeah, this one. Most it's of the all electronic instruments, pretty much, except for maybe a bass guitar. Maybe, maybe I'm not even 100 percent on that. It's like they could have just easily synthesized. They that. could have. I don't know how easy it would have been in '87, but definitely possible. Yeah, '87. What year did Africa come out? Was that '82? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I was just saying because they talked about how synthesizing wasn't uh, like a thing then, right? Oh, like... Uh, not synthesizing, but sampling, rather. Sampling. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, just a lot of, there's a lot of synthesizer there. in this one. one. Um, she does a pretty good job. Yeah, she's got an incredibly good voice for a 14-year-old. Yeah. Holy she, shit. She doesn't... She, like... I guess her voice isn't that, like, high, so she doesn't sound super young. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not low, but, like... Yeah, but, I like, I didn't know until I had read it that she was... 15, 14. Yeah. Yeah. It made me feel more uncomfortable watching the, uh, the music, the music video. video afterwards. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's interesting. If we're going to talk about the music, video, hang on, let's talk about, so there's more involved drums on this one. We get some hand claps still in, involved. And, and those yeah, hand the drums claps are going like to come back a more lot. of a dance track now. Yeah. So the drums are more of a focus. There's a synthesizer solo. Yeah. But they do the balloon. Very cheesy. Very like raw 80s. Yeah. Just like the tone of it and the way it is played. Absolute dance break. Yeah. Good stuff. A dance break is so great. (laughs) And yeah, but it's kind of fun though. I like like the like kind of arpeggio ride up they do. Oh yeah, at the end end of the solo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's nice. like, I mean, this is like the version that probably 
most people would know, mm-hmm. most people think of, like one of the later versions, I was perusing YouTube comments right. for some other videos. I won't be too specific because yeah. we do want it, but some of them were like, man, the Tiff- original Tiffany version was so much better. This ruined the song. Which, oh, okay. Which one? Not the original. What about Tommy? What about Tommy James? Anyway, uh, yeah. it's longer. I think they just, one, there's a synthesizer solo. Yeah. And I think they ride out for longer. Like, there's long, like, they just sing, I think we're alone now. Yeah. Oh, like, the, the chorus. Yeah, if you look at over the and over lyrics and over on Genius, she does that kind of, like, improvisation, like, switching lines around. I think we're alone now. There doesn't seem to be anyone around. I think we're alone now. Just you and me, the only sound now. Look at the way we got to hide what we're doing, because what would they say? Can't you hear my heartbeat? Can't you hear my heartbeat? Whoa. Dancing to my heartbeat. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's only in the music video, That's right? only in the music video, I think. But, um, yeah, it's... Can't you feel my heartbeat? Um, before we talk about the music video, yeah. I want to say that, because this will inform the music video in some ways, since she was too young to, like, tour in clubs, she uh, mm. went on tours in malls. In malls. Yeah, and you can tell in the in the music video because the there, there's actual footage malls, from that. Which that seems so weird, but maybe our culture around malls has changed since the '80s. Because I wouldn't go to a mall. Well, I guess if I knew it was happening, I might. Because it's kind of a free show, right? Yeah. Well, but, I was um, at uh fucking Chinook, and outside of the bay, they had a a DJ, and they, then also in the middle of the mall somewhere, they had another DJ. I was at the mall on Boxing Day. Because Were there I like boxing DJs. I like to be in beautifully chaotic environments, and um, yeah, there was a DJ in the bay. Yeah, yeah, and the there fuck? was another star walked by. I forget what it was, but it would have been like La Senza or something like that. And it was fucking bumping in there. Like, like their music was different. I don't know if they had a DJ, but you could hear the music. Yeah, so I don't know why. I guess a DJ is probably a lot easier to facilitate than... Yeah, then because she does like a big actual stage in a mall kind of thing. Yeah. Or or sometimes just like she gets young men to form a barricade with their hands. If you watch the video closely enough. It's just like some dudes and they're like stretched out. Pretty great. Um, I was going to say she like occasionally Tiffany goes to clubs still and hears the song going on. They still play Tiffany at clubs. The quote here is, I'll sneak in the clubs, I'll put my hair in a ponytail or something and just go in because I love to dance and be part of the atmosphere. And sure enough, people will play my song. And I'm thinking, okay, did somebody spot me? I don't think I would recognize her. I wouldn't recognize Tiffany. Now that I've, like, I've seen her because of this, probably, like, I don't know if I, I wouldn't, I didn't know what she looked like before. Her face is on the album cover. So maybe, and like, if you see her and you know that's her, like, yeah, that looks like an older version of this 15-year-old face. But like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have said, "Oh, hey, look, that's Tiffany." I would, yeah. And if I did, I would absolutely shout into my like DJ, I'm like, "Like this one goes to Tiffany, who's right over there." Everybody, everybody, look at Tiffany. Everybody look at Tiffany. <laughs> Tiffany's here in the club. In the club. So let's talk about the music video. Uh, no, let's talk about Tiffany some more. Okay, sure. No, let's talk about the music video. Okay. So it has an alternate intro. Yeah. Let me says, hear your heartbeat. Let me hear your heartbeat or feel or whatever. Joseph says, I can change your heartbeat, which Ooh. is a pretty saucy line to give to a 15-year-old. To a 15-year-old, because it's about getting you hot and bothered. I gotcha. So it starts off with her dancing by a train. She's 
dancing at the start. She also like is kind of sleeping for a bit. Yeah. It's basically a montage of her touring like yeah. Malls. So it's intercut and sometimes she's in the studio allegedly recording this song. So cuz like near the beginning she cuz when she says children behave, watch how you play, she's like walking on train tracks. Right? And then there's more shots of her like with a train going by and then later in the video she's by the train with some dude. Presumably the dude who she's holding hands with. They're not holding hands there. Well, then he's not the dude she's holding hands with. But she's the, he's the only other dude. And Gumby shows up briefly. Gumby shows up <laughs> briefly. She has an inflatable Gumby, and this is presumably actual live mall footage. And was Gumby a, what was Gumby? Was he a mascot for what, someone? I don't know. I only know the Gumby movie, and he's just like a a green claymation it's man, a green dude. And uh, you know what she does a lot in this video? Oh, the what the hair thing? Is yes, the hair thing. Yeah. She like puts her like like hand, hand into her on, hair on head through hair, like mm-hmm. running your hand through your hair, elbow up, and just like hold. On top of your head. Yeah. And just like, children behave. Like, I don't even remember the I mean, line. Like, sings. That's a move specifically to arouse people. Yeah. I can speak probably. from experience on that. Because I do. Because that that's move. what you do. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my move. So, Tiffany stole your move. Yeah. That's got to hurt. It's, yeah, it's, it's killing me a lot. Do people always accuse you of stealing Tiffany's move? Constantly. They're like, hey, Tiffany from the dance move. And then they tell me to pull out my inflatable. Gumby, and I'm just like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> you gotta get you. an inflatable Gumby. I used to have just like a regular Gumby. Like a, Start a toy calling Gumby. your penis Gumby. That's a sad name for a penis. I know, and like. that's gonna be really a lot of really unfortunate situations, <gasps> but it's funny to talk about. More like Gumby. Hey. 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 So she gestures to a dirt road when she's like in a car and they're driving, and she's like, we gotta hide what we're doing, and makes you look at this dirt road. Is that because they have to drive this far out into the country to... Like, hold hands? I'm, I refuse to talk about fucking when this is being sung by a 15-year-old. Except in this context where I've said I refuse to talk about it. And this context where... <laughs> um, yes, they are holding hands in a car in the desert. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Is, is it a desert? I don't know. Didn't you say desert? I said a dirt road. Dirt. Road. Desert. It's a country. Uh, countryside. Yes. Think Midwest. Think... Just think, like... Driving out towards Tumbleweeds. Prairie. Dirt road. A prairie. Prairie. She's in the prairie. She's in the prairies. Okay. I'll think prairies. Yeah. You turn the headlights on so no one can see inside the car where you're holding hands. Oh, yeah. What is it is midday. He's still blind people. I guess. Probably doesn't work as well. It doesn't work very well. And then there's, she says, I think we're alone now as her and like a entourage of small children are walking up like one of those lifeguards. Yeah, she's rarely alone with anyone in this video. Then there's a bit where she's like sitting on a wall. Yeah, that's right. We get the dance breakdown in this. And the the, dance breakdown. And the synth, she does a little dance. I couldn't tell if it was good or not because it was so choppy. Well, yeah, the problem was is she's dancing and then they hired two actual dudes to dance. One literally right in front of her. And he's yes. like flipping and tearing it up. And you're like, oh shit. And at one point, there's someone like showing her how to dance. Is that what that severely balding man is doing? Some, no, well, someone who's actually dancing well is like, hey, look at these cool dance moves. And she's like, I can do that, but it doesn't really show oh. her attempt that. But she uh, presumably does. And then she does a little dance too. Okay. It's pretty 80s. And it, and it cuts that moth, which is that really weirdly balding man. You see that man? Mm, I didn't see that man. He is very prominent. I don't know how you missed him. He's got like that kind of balding where it looks like he's been pulling his hair out. <laughs> oh, 
Okay. And he's like just looking down at the floor and dancing. It's like it's again mall footage, so this presumably old guy actually dancing. happened. Yeah. Okay, I think I do remember that. Just old guy dancing. Yeah, then we cut her turn the studio and then it pans to the producer. <laughs> and he's just at the soundboard. <laughs> and he's just moving like, dials. Pushes some like levers and dials and he's like, Yeah, this is really good, Tiffany. It's a great moment in a music video. I feel like I could have shot this music video. It was, yeah, just a bunch of, like, documentary footage from a tour that yeah. they just, like, cobbled together. Interspersed with just some some paid dancers. And occasionally they were probably like, hey, Tiffany, hold this person's hand and walk over yeah. there. And then here's the fucking weird part is for no reason she is in an airport and she just points individually to the letters in baggage claim. She only gets to G, the first G. Bag. <laughs> and then... We cut again, and she's on, like, the baggage claim conveyor belt, and clearly very uncomfortable. And you thought Lean was quirky. Ha. Huh. Tiffany. Oh, Lean the artist. I thought you were talking about Sizzurp. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck does that have to do with this? <laughs> uh, I was hoping we'd get a joke about, about Lean in at some point. Yeah, she's being like a quirky girl. It just seems like as it gets to the end, because this is the last shot, it looks like she's like stretching her leg out to try to get the fuck off. <laughs> she looks so <laughs> uncomfortable on it, and that's my favorite part of the video. Yeah, and then well, there's an outro as well, which is "Let me feel your heartbeat," whatever. Again. Let me feel your heartbeat. Let me touch your smelly feet. What? What? Nothing, bro. Nothing. I'm um, really talk about girls allowed. Girls allowed. So we jump all the way to 2006. Yeah, this is after Tiffany posed nude in Playboy. Yeah. I want to point that out. And her last name is Darwish. Darwish. Just in case anyone needs to because look Because Darwish up. is on my <laughs> list. <laughs> it's the best things in life. Should we form a Tiffany cover band called Darwish? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she does have like, did she have something that came out this year? She has like more recent music. She's okay, still yeah. active. She's well, it's, only it's, like, 47 or something like that. I know. Like, she's she not had that an, old. She had another number one hit in 1988. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I don't remember the name of the song, but so she had two number one hits, then like basically retired at 21, or at least took a break to raise her son in, in 1992. And we'll see where she is now later. Later. But yeah, Girls Aloud, this is spelled aloud, A-L-O-U-D, but I figured out that it's like, you know, old like when you're you're a young boy and you make a treehouse and you're like, no, girls allowed. This is girls allowed, but it's oh, since it's they're singing. It's a pun, yeah. Ah, so it's girls allowed. I see. So there's even more girl power than I originally oh, thought. It's full of G R R L power up in here. <laughs> and uh, so they're a British group. This song was written, not written, but they recorded it for the. They were formed hits. in the talent search competition pop stars, the rivals. And I think they won. They must have. Um, this version borrows heavily from Tiffany. Interestingly enough, did you see both versions? Yes. Yeah. So there were two versions of this. Because, yeah, they used the promo slash, like, single version, whatever they called it, for the 
for the video. Music video, yeah. Um, but the version that on their like, because it was recorded for their like greatest hits album. Yeah. But they threw it together in a weekend or something like that, and they didn't like it, uh. so they redid it for the single. And they said it sounded too much like their other song, something kind of ooh. Which I could see that. I listened to that song. Okay. There were some similarities. Um, Does something kind of ooh also sound like Tiffany? Maybe. It doesn't have, the, like, this version of it pretty much lifts the synthesizer solo from oh, the yeah, Tiffany wholesale. version just completely. I wanted to say whole wholesale, cloth. but then you say HUD said wholesale. So do, you, do you lift it wholesale or do you lift it whole cloth? Um, I would say either one, but it's probably whole cloth. Yeah. Um, but let's see. Oh, other thing, quick, about the band, about the group. Yes. The girl group. The Wikipedia page said their musical style is pop, but they've experimented with electro pop and dance pop. Like, like, I, like that's different yeah, to me. That's the umbrella category. Like, come on, Wikipedia. You got to know my preferences personally. What the hell? That's what I'm thinking. And critics hated this version of the song so much. Yeah. So much. I would agree with critics on this one. I, there was no bass line in this one. They, they removed it entirely. Very dance beat. Because even Tiffany's version has the driving. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We did. But the, the video was the important part. That's exactly right. Um, except, yeah, so like, and whereas in every version before this, there's been different instrumentation for the chorus and for the verse and for the bridge. This one seems to just be constantly the same, and then it just gets louder for the chorus. When you're supposed to be secretive. Yeah, and, and yeah, for one. Two, everybody, their whole, all five of them sing, I think we're alone now. It's like, yes. no, there's five of and you. And it's way more noticeable in the version in the music video. Yes. I found it, it haunting in that version. Yeah, and I think I, I think I liked the first version they did a little bit more, mm-hmm. but not that. Like, yeah, it's, it's not like either of them were great. Insignificant, the difference. Um, but I think I liked it a bit more, mostly because the chorus wasn't didn't just become this like group number all of a sudden. Yeah, which was a bit much. I think. Yeah, it is just uh, just it was this one was odd and like it's vi- well, I mean, it's very like poppy. Yeah. We get a couple breaks. I said the instruments don't stop. They do stop a couple times to highlight whoever's singing. Right. I think mostly sung by one member, although I don't know everyone's name. Yeah. But I do know that one member, which might be the one, I forget which is which, Kimberly Walsh Mm. is one of the members. I was looking up various members, and she played Princess Fiona in the West End production of Shrek the Musical. Hey. So that's cool. Way to go, Kimberly Walsh. Isn't one of them anonymous? Mononymous? <laughs> I don't know. I Sorry, did sworn. you say mononymous or anonymous? I said mononymous. Okay. I couldn't, you Single couldn't name? tell me if one of them was anonymous. I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't one of them the mysterious hacker 4chan? <laughs> Kimberly Walsh and someone else. <laughs> someone else. <laughs> Form the group Girls Aloud. Um, should we talk about the music video? I would like to talk about the music video. Which is video. allegedly influenced by Ocean's Eleven and Casino. That is what it said. I mean, it's all about, it's a heist video. Yeah, it's a heist video. They, where they're heisting. They, like, steal a comically large key from a guy. Yep. And, uh, and then use it to open the briefcase from Pulp Fiction. 
I was gonna say, is that a Pulp Fiction? Yeah, I wanted to. End? I wanted to make the reference first. Um, so here's the weird thing about the ending, actually, that you've gotten to there. The three different endings to the video were shot. I watched two. I watched, you watched two of them. I only just yeah. watched the one. Okay. So the first shows the girls getting caught and tied up after opening a box full of money in the casino safe. I didn't see them getting tied up in the version. But it, yeah, I did not see them getting tied up. But it was implied they were caught. Yeah, they just kind of opened the case and then like. Everyone suddenly looks up at the end Which and then I mean, it fades out. Obviously, their plan crumbles so quickly. Yeah, like they're not successful. They're not. They're being. They're chased. not alone. They're being chased and they run in the chase to the vault to literally a dead end. Use their key to open the case. Case. It glows in their faces. Yeah. Pulp Fiction briefcase, and then something happens, and they presumably get caught. Because yeah. nothing else Be- is implied. Well, because the dudes just kept following them. Yeah. They were in heels. They're not going to outrun these dudes. I- I've seen them dance in heels, though. They're pretty good. Okay. I'll take I watched a few it. Girls Aloud videos. So the second feature is Kimberly Walsh, with her back to the camera, mind you, removing her clothes in front of casino owners, yes. causing Which them to faint. Is a vi- That version, I mean, it's all on YouTube. You can see that one as well. You don't get to see anything. It's all reverse. One thing I thought was weird about this video, not weird, mm-hmm. expect it almost. You can tell it's a music video from 2006 mm-hmm. because there are zero gratuitous ass shots. Mm-hmm. Even in the version where someone literally turns away from the camera and removes their clothes, no butt. But. There's more gratuitous ass shots in the Tiffany video. Just an observation. <laughs> So, I don't know what that means. Okay, so is it similar to Bubblegum Pop that gratuitous ass shots had an era and then came back? Uh, I don't know if they were, I don't know how they were in the 80s. It just happened in the video. It's not a focal point. It's not right. actually gratuitous. Sure. But there's more ass shots. There's more ass shots. Just, okay. just one that I noticed. It, it's, it's fine. I'm telling you it's fine. So, it's fine. So, it's fine. So, it's just nowadays there would be a lot more than there were in 2006. Okay. So when the times third, they have a change. The third ending features the girls playing with the money. Presumably That's, like uh, throwing it up. Yeah, that would be my guess. Making it rain. It says here, and I don't know what to make of this se- sentence, three customers were allowed to vote on their favorite ending from November 8th to Did November 15th. Did you say 15th. three customers? Yes. <laughs> Three customers. I don't know if that's maybe just a random typo in there, and it's just supposed to say customers were allowed to vote on their favorite. Of the three? Yeah. The the last ending won the vote, despite the version with Kimberly Stripping being uploaded to the internet. Yeah, why did the one where they get caught get uploaded? Get, like, win? I don't Everyone know. was like, these girls suck. We want them yeah, to get caught. Yeah, they're like, caught. we want justice. And why did they even film that version? I don't know. It, se- it seems like a weird version. Like, why is that the ending? Like, whoops, we're incompetent. <laughs> Like, I don't understand. Yeah, what else is fucking janky in this? So, yeah, they, each of the ladies sing in front of a red curtain. One of them's doing magic tricks. One and of them is gambling or maybe just hanging off a dude who's gambling. Yeah, it's hanging off a dude who's gambling. That's how they take his ki- big-ass fucking chunky key off. Yeah, slip it into a it martini. Into a martini, which is not going to hide it and it's not going to not draw attention to it. I don't know. I mean, it certainly, like, You'd expect someone to be walking around with a martini glass. Yeah. But then they, they, they give the martini glass to the redhead girl. And then she, at that point, she could just go to the vault. But instead, she goes on stage to disappear in the magic act. But that's when the casino owner and the bouncers 
like figure out what they're doing and they see need them to on the stage. escape with magic obviously and then but then they're all she's the only one that disappears and then they're all together running down a hall no they're alone now no <laughs> nobody's alone in this no one is ever alone in this music this video. is like the most far removed from, from any semblance of what yeah. this song could like, be there's about. not a lot to this song my body's making weird sounds. Hopefully the mic doesn't pick them up. There's not a lot to this song, but they got almost none of it right in this music video. Yeah. And they don't change the lyrics. No. So, I don't know, man. Is it symbolic? They're now alone, together, in prison. Ah. Oh. At the end of the video. Together That's alone. why they're alone. Maybe not together. I don't know. Prison? You'd think they'd all go to the same prison. I don't know. Apparently they're tied up at the end, though. So that's not what you do. Yeah, I didn't get to see that. I don't I didn't get to see the freaky bondage ending. Like, like, very tame bondage maybe, ending, Maybe I that's guess. why it won. Because everyone wanted to see them tied up. Maybe. Um, yeah, bad music video. Not a great version. Should we jump into 2008? Seeing if I had anything else. Nope. Just a lot of notes about ass. Oh, right. lack of ass. So we're going to talk about Canadian rock band from London, Ontario, The Birthday Massacre. If you want to talk, to, first of all, if you want to talk to us about this music video, just hit us up with the hashtag not eating ass. Anyway, because there's no ass shots. I got it. Back to <laughs> the, the birthday, birthday massacre. massacre. So this one again pretty much lifts the rhythm wholesale from Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Then, but there's some more guitar stuff going on. Yeah, we get one. like a hard <laughs> distortion <laughs> rhythm guitar. <laughs> kind of like power chordy sort of deal. Yeah. And her voice in this is put through some kind of filter. Yeah. The their website said they were goth slash pop horror. Okay. Kind of, you know, black eye makeup. Right. I could tell from the piercings, album artwork. Kind of Victorian look. I, I think goth. I think, okay. I should say this the other way around. I think steampunk might just be goth with brown and brass instead of black and silver. Yeah. You've said it and my mind has yeah. done the palette swap I'm, and accepted that might, it. That might not necessarily be this a controversial statement. <laughs> this isn't like meant to be my hot take i just never noticed it before um and these guys are the goth side anyway yeah uh, and lots of purple that makes sense yeah that's what i got from their website yeah i wouldn't say this version highlights their goth side all that much no there's a lot of it's it like you said definitely rockier yeah the bass sounds heavier mm -hmm. the synthesizers like a bit deeper yeah. fuller sound and uh, I, I I think it's playing a synth bass. Did you? Is it a synth yeah, bass, I think so. Bass? Um, and a lot of at least at, at the opening. And then they're like, and then uh, and then that guitar comes in with the power chord. Yeah, there's there's some weird lyrical yes. changes. Sorry, here. sorry, I totally interrupted you, and you were talking about the vocals. I, yeah. Yes, this it kind of sounds airy to me. Mm -hmm. The vocal effects. Yeah, I could believe that. Let's now, talk about these lyric changes. Back to the lyrical changes because I missed them. Um, look at the way I gotta hide what I'm doing. I actually did not miss those. I ignored them. You ignored those. I was just like, yeah, that's different. Cool. What's the significance of them? Well, because 
either there's I have two theories here because the the other one is I put my arms around you and then you tumble to the ground. Oh, just you? Yeah. Oh. So I think, do I see where you're going with this? Tell me. Please, I have tell I me. have two possible theories because not I my I'll put the more unlikely one first because I don't think there are enough lyrical changes to support this. But giving their their goth demeanor, I think there might have been an idea to change this song to being about murder. It's a murder song. It's a murder okay, song. Okay, so we both came to the same conclusion. Yeah. Based on the goth thing. But I don't think anything else in the song supports it. I do not think this version think or this idea. Now. So they're not a um, creepy killer Because then it's still the beating of our hearts is the only sound. There's not until enough, it stops. Until, but there's, there's no indication that it stops. There's <laughs> the not song ends, here. though. Yeah, with some spooky <laughs> noises, but it's meaningless. <laughs> What's the um, other one? The other one is that um, this person, the singer in this song, is of a higher social stand- standing. And so it's like, look at the way I have to hide what I'm doing. I have to sacrifice so much for this relationship. You can brag to your friends because you're a scumbag piece of shit. And nobody's going to judge you for, you know, shooting above your status. Right. But me. Me, bro. Think about me. Yeah. So it's become a very selfish thing. Yeah. I could see that. That would explain a bit about why, like, a kind of alt punk goth outfit is covering this super poppy bubblegum song, mm-hmm. almost as a parody or, yeah. or satirical situation. That would be interesting if this version is like secretly a satire version of right. the song. I could believe that, but there's not that much different about it, and I don't know exactly what else I would need. To say that for certain. Yeah, I would say like... I would need to know more about the band, I think. Mm -hmm. About their kind of tone. Yeah, while this version, like... It's not a bad version. It's perfectly listenable. I don't think it pushes hard enough in any direction to be memorable. No, like, as much as it is more rocky, there's still a lot of synthesizer. Mm -hmm. That doesn't change it a whole lot. Yeah. Um, let's jump into, do we really jump to 2016 from there? All the way to 2016. God, God, my Lanta. Eight whole years. But not the biggest jump. No, so this is Hidden, Hidden Citizens. Hidden Citizens. Or do these guys just do movie trailer music? That's pretty much their gambit. Yeah. The, by their gambit, I just mean their bit. That's pretty much their bit. This is pretty much their gam. Um, this is, yeah, it's just like slow, like epic rise yeah. movie trailer type music. Yeah, because they do it. Um, I saw they did it with, uh, I think they do it with Hungry Like the Wolf. They do it with, they, like this entire album is just all Yeah, that. and they have a second album that's also Yeah, that. and they do have um, Take On Me. Yeah. Um, and they do, uh, what's the one? I just died in your arms tonight. I just died. I just died. Except it's a late singing. Okay, I didn't listen to that version. So yeah, it's just all that. Like, the like slow, vaguely epic sounding music yeah. that you'd put in the back of a trailer. So I don't know if it's supposed to be like, like you'd put this in a horror movie. It'd be like, I think we're alone now. Well, weirdly enough, there was a movie called that came out last year. Really? 2018 called I Think We're Alone Now with Peter Dinklage. Oh, uh, yes, last year. And 2018. They did not use this song in the trailer. That's fair. I had to Google the trailer. 
honestly, the opening notes on this, and they kind of repeat throughout this boom, 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 sounds like Mass Effect to me. I you would know Mass Effect music better than me. Fair enough. Did you not play Mass Effect? No, I did play Mass Effect until Origin deleted my cloud save for Mass Effect Three after I'd played through the first two games with the same character, and I did not want to go back to it after that. So through two Mass Effect games, you don't think you could identify Mass Effect sounding music? Maybe I could. I don't know. It's been a while. Well, yeah, it sounds like this is from a Mass Effect game. Or if not that, if it was for a movie, I think it would be some kind of movie. Some kind of space opera where Earth gets like obliterated when some like spacemen are coming back, some astronauts. I could see that. Yeah. And I'm, then still, it's just I'm like, still stuck on the horror movie thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that one. Just because I get a space vibe from the instruments. Maybe. I could see... I could see space horror. Space horror? Yeah, yeah okay. Space horror! <laughs> I'd see one of these fucking space horrors! Their website... Um, is bad. Hidden Citizen's website said they are, describes them as a shadowed authority specializing in impactful music. Hidden Citizens is an underground group of creators that crafts top-tier content from outside the public eye. Their music will take you on a journey. With reflective low points and extreme high points, they paint an unforgettable picture. That sentence is kind of a microcosm of what they do. Yeah. But those sentences, very up and down. Um, it also said in things they had done that they were featured in the, in the trailer for the girl on the train, but I watched the trailer and it just had a remix of Kanye West heartless. So I couldn't find the trailer with what they would have done in it unless they do remixes as well. Well, Okay. Um, do you say they were a shadowed authority, a shadowed authority specializing in impactful music? So Hidden Citizens is part of the deep state? Yes. Cool. And we love the Hidden Citizens. They're great. They're so good. Um, I like this one a lot more before I realized this was just their fucking gimmick and they do it with any goddamn song. I know, yeah. I once like that was the first thing I heard. I was like, is this all they do? Yep. Yep. Okay. And I didn't really want to listen to it anymore. I don't I didn't really listen to this one all the way through. Yeah, it's very slow. Yeah, it's very slow. It's four minutes long. We get a dude whispering and slowly gets louder. Um, let's see. We get strings building as we come to the chorus. And it's just like it's like the president's choice of epic music. Yeah, it's just it's such like a formula. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And again, talking about YouTube cons, I saw people going fucking buck wild in these YouTube cons. Like, oh, more pop music should be like this. I'm like, it's just he just took A plus B and an equaled C. Who gives a fuck? I know. It's like, I get it. If you're just like, more pop music needs to be like introspective and epic or whatever. Okay, sure. But this is not the way to do that. Yeah, this is like the, the basic chocolate chip cookie recipe version of that. It's, like, Yeah, it's contrived. It's just like, because you could. It's just taking... I mean, it's clearly like, it's what they do. They make these songs and then the songs get used in trailers. So like... I'm sure it's a, a solid business model, but in terms of like artistic integrity, probably I wouldn't, I don't consider it super high on, no, on I, that No, I think they scale. speak a little too highly of themselves in their I mean, You got to sell page. yourself. They, like their entire purpose, I think, is to sell these for trailers. True. In our description so like, cover me, I always call ourselves God's gifted speaking. And we are. We are. So, so accurate. Uh, but you gotta you gotta market yourself, and that's what they're doing. So like, great, they're doing their thing. I'm gonna I'm rewrite gonna, our description based on their description. Based on their description, 
Are we I'm, also I'm a like shadowed an authority? In fucking broad daylight, non-authority on the topic of popular music and what's the best kind. That's right. It's cover me. It's hashtag cover me pot. Um, yeah, fuck Hiddison Citizen. Hiddison Citizen. Yeah. Kane. I was not enthused. Let's talk about Daniel Seven and Daniel Lindsay Seven. Marie. Daniel Seven is an Italian electronic music artist. Okay. I learned that is from he also his electronic Twitter. And the seventh of his kind. I assume. You like Johnny Five? The robot? Yeah. <laughs> um, Johnny he, Five, like Rick Six, and then Daniel Seven? Yeah, I mean, he looked pretty human, but maybe by the time they get to the seventh iteration, that's what they look like. Well, yeah. I mean, Johnny Five could dance and quote pop culture. So from beyond that point, you're really just doing aesthetic updates. Yeah, all you need is like hands so he can spin. I don't know if he actually spins. Yeah. He's a DJ. It's still no, fucked up that Johnny Five definitely fucked that girl in that movie. Short Circuit. Yeah. One or two? The first one. Okay. And number two, doesn't he just kind of like hang out? I think he fights some people. I, it's been a long time. Definitely. Remember when he dies in the first one? Do you remember when he lives in the first one? Yeah, I remember that too. Okay. Good. I'm, no, I'm pretty sure this guy's human. Okay. And Italian. Or is he dancer? We'll find out later. Let's hang on. So and Lindsay of- Marie is a singer. Is that... What? Daniel Seven. Yeah, Lindsay Marie. And Lindsay Marie in 2017. So this is... Um, it, it comes in... It's like a lot more synthy. There's like synth pads and piano at the start. Yeah. And... The very first line to me sounds like very musical theater. Mm. And then after that gets really synthesized. Is it sped up? I think so. Because the vocals, yeah, it sounds sped up. And her voice is unbearably high. Yeah. So I don't know where... I don't know where... I assume she recorded the vocals for this. It doesn't sound... It doesn't strike me as a sample because I don't know who Lindsay Marie is. Yeah. But I do think that they were sped up. And uh, there's also, there's like a piano riff that it adds. Yeah. To the part with the vocals. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like. It's a new piano riff. Basically everything builds up because her delivery of the lyrics is pretty flat. It's just like, just a straight read. And then it's like. And then it's like dance club mix. And it goes to like dubstep style at some point. It gets really crunchy with its. With its electronic instruments. And it's 2017. Yeah. I thought we left dubstep behind in 2011. Yeah, I thought it was like back then as well. But I mean, I'm sure it still has influence. I don't know that. Yeah, but it's just like... Like there's that, the the Kingdom Hearts 3 song mm. with like Skrillex. Hey, Skrillex. It's like... It's, <laughs> My guy is Skrillex. Skrillex. Um, mm. It's uh, like still, what's her name? Uh, Hikaru? Oh, yeah. Utada. Yeah. Um, but like with Skrillex. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. Skrillex. 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 Um, Skrillex. Um, so I think as you get older, does that the more have, refined you remember. get to pronounce certain names in funny ways, and it gives you like more It makes credit. me feel good. Yeah. It's like, oh, yes, Skrillex. The best American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is like a very like dance. This strikes me as like dance, dancey club fair for dancing. They're very heavy drums. I don't even think they do the second verse. No, I don't think so. This is another case of me not being able to really judge electronic music much. No, this but is this bad. Sa- this sounds super <laughs> generic to me. It's, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a huge electronic music fan, but I think 
If something's good, I would appreciate it. This is not it. I would hope so. This ain't it, Chief, as the kids say. Do the kids say that? They do say that. Or, maybe or was, that, was that a 2018 thing? Because it's 2019 oh, 2019. Now. We say this is incorrect, officer. <laughs> officer. Officer. <laughs> I don't think you're correct. Fuck this version, too. Let's move to... Yeah? Marquez. There's a music Mia? video. Maya? I don't know because there's a music video at the end. At this one, at the end, it has her name like okay. just in big letters. <laughs> I was just read it like yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I was like what? And then I realized it's her name. So this is another like teeny bopper style. Yeah. She's like 16 or 17. Another bubblegum one. Yeah, but like modern. But I was wondering if maybe it was kind of like because this is like. I think also very producer driven. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's the sort of thing where it's like like a Justin Bieber sort of situation where producers are just like trying to find people. Mm. Kind of like they want their Justin Bieber. Right. That they push to stardom so they can have that so, kind of so they, feather in they their gave cap. Her a whole album. Whole album. Yeah. She, she has a whole album. It's a whole album. And it's like, okay. Yeah, this version is, it tries something different. I didn't listen to the whole thing. The whole album. But it's okay. very... Yeah. I, I did not listen to the whole thing. The whole album. Yeah. Um, listen to a bit of it. It's, again, very, like, teeny. Like, very teen-focused. Yeah. The lead... The, like, first song and the name of the album, I think, is Crush. Yeah. Like, it's... Which is, of course, your favorite soft drink as a teen. Which is my... Yeah. It's what you drink as a teenager because it has yeah. more sugar. That's right. Um, and, yeah. It's just... It, that's, that's the tone throughout. So, this song is a perfect fit. Yeah. It's sort of, we come to two ends of the spectrum here. Yeah. And this is, again, one of those ones, like, I talked about the ones that I think are too busy with what they put into the song. I'd say this one and the 2017 one are those, to what originally was a song that barely even featured guitar in it. Right. And this one now has not just, yeah. Yeah. It has <laughs> Tiffany in it. Tiffany, which parts Tiffany. are Tiffany? If you, did you watch the video? No, I did not. Okay, because in the music video, Tiffany's there, and oh. she's singing her parts, and they're dancing together. Is it, is it Tiffany from the 87s or the Tiffany from the now? Tiffany from the now. Okay. Like, it's, it's actually like she was there. So is Tiffany it. on the chorus? Um, yes. Because those are the good It's just like parts. the other female vocalist. The one that sounds Tiffany. like an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like 47 or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and then like... There's also the music video is basically just it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of cutting. So like it's it's yeah, singing and then like she'll be dancing with some not convincingly school like high school aged professional dancers. Um which I'm not complaining about. And then like Tiffany comes in and starts singing as well and then they're just like hanging out together and they're both singing into microphones, I guess. And then like the producer guy who's like her producer guy who discovered or whatever he like comes out and he's playing a bass guitar and they're all just like having a good time together and then it's doing a lot of cutting and then like shows them on a tv and like yeah that's the music video well, here's what i'll say about this one then i like the parts that are tiffany <laughs> <laughs> yeah tiffany does a pretty solid job in this none of the yeah material yeah <laughs> in any of the songs i listened to was really all that impactful no um in terms of pop music to me, I wouldn't, I'm not obviously not the target demographic 
for this music. That's fair. Yep. So fair I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe this wasn't. This is definitely not made for me. This version of the song, pretty like it has the synth part from the Tiffany version. Yeah, it has the same thing. Yeah, except it sounds with the synth effect. It sounds almost like a. Uh, What's his Anamanaguchi or whatever? Really? Yeah, it's got that sort of almost retro. Retro, like almost eight bit. Almost, but it's, not like eight bit. Maybe more like sixteen bit. But it's bit. kind of ambiguous. It's just supposed to sound digital. Yeah, it's close. It's like a step away from that. Okay. But it made me think of that. Yeah, that's a cool sound. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, and like the other, like the production, I guess is fine. Yeah. But you like you said you said it was a little busy, maybe. Yeah. Well, we got all the shit going on. There's a really big build before the chorus each time. It's just suddenly everything gets louder. There's synth. Yeah. There's we got this rhythm guitar going. Yeah, all the 2018 synth tricks are on display. Yeah, it's modern synthesizer. Yeah. So like, but and yeah, it's not a super like alone feeling thing. So she's just like alone with Tiffany. Is that? Yeah, that's like not now. A good, I mean, I, I would celebrate that, yeah. particularly in 2018, where she is not 14, 15, yeah, yeah. or 16. Or indeed even 17 or even 18 or 19 or 20. Well, maybe 20. Yeah, maybe 20. 20 <laughs> year olds are insufferable. Did I tell you I was jamming with Jesse and he had like his like his coworker's son come by to jam too? And he's like, look, how old are you guys? And I was like, oh, I'm 25. He's like, dude, no way. I'm 20. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> We're in our 20s? Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, so that was. No, no 20-year-olds. Let's, let's stop talking about my sexual preferences and start talking about which song is the best, which song's the worst. All right, hit me with it. What's the, what's the best version, you coward? Uh, but I'm too much of a coward to tell you what the best version is. Here's the thing. Okay. The original is, like, quite a bit shorter than all the other versions, and some of them are pretty long, mm-hmm. possibly even too long. Um, so did any of them really hold the interest through the entire thing? I didn't think so, especially not Hidden Citizens. That was even longer. Like Hidden Citizens. Uh, I just can't see myself giving it to anything but the original. Really? None of them really got me. I think because I have to go, the best version is not my favorite version. Oh, I think my favorite version would actually be uh, Lean Levitch's. I just like some of the instrumentation on that. I like the theremin and shit. Okay. Um, but I think the best version is Tiffany's version. The best version. I think because it's I I get that because I think is what you're going to say what I'm going to say. And what I'm going to say is it fits more because it's like a teenager singing it. Because it's it feels like a teenager song and yes. Tommy James and the Shondells were not teenagers, teenagers. So it's kind of weird. That being said, I do like the Tommy James and Shondell version. Yeah. I, like I would on, I would take either one. I mean the, like like a, like we referenced before, it's not this like super deep poetic thing so doing it as a pop song is fine and mm-hmm. like and who better to capture like seemingly deep feelings but ultimately shallow than a teenager than an actual teenager yeah and she does an incredible job of singing this song it's true she does a good job and so, like in terms of producing quality i think it takes the original song and successfully puts it into an interesting dance context you get a synth solo that is goofy as shit. But, but I can remember the first couple notes of but it, so it must be memorable. So memorable that covers for fucking 20 to 30 years after are still using the exact same solo. It's true. It's uh, clearly the more influential version. It hit the top of the charts. I think it is the best version of the song. I think it 
strikes the heart of what this song is supposed to be. That's a fair assessment. The bubblegum apotheosis, as you might say. It is the apotheosiser version of the two. The apotheosisist, if you will. It is a cyst. Will you? I will. Now, (laughs) worst version? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, hit me with the worst version. Worst version? Okay. Well, I think it's pretty obvious which ones we didn't like as much. Yeah, I've got it down to two. Yeah, and are those two... Um, Hidden Citizens and Daniel Seven. You got it. I'm gonna do a different one. No. Um, can we just say one of us picks one and one of us, one picks, us picks the, the other? other? I, I want to pick Daniel Seven then. Okay. I really yeah. hated that one. I really, like I said, I basically didn't listen to the Hidden Citizens version. Yeah. So it makes you want to not listen. Yeah. To I heard it. like the beginning. I was like, I get it. Yeah, I know what you you're doing. In the first like fucking bar. You're and like, oh. does it change from that? Not really. No. So, like, I'm glad they're doing their thing, but yeah. I have no reason to listen to it. Exactly. It's it's not. It's certainly not going to serve as the number one version of any song. No. It's just one you use in certain scenarios. It's like a very obscure tool you would use in a toolkit, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and it. I guess someone needs to make trailer music. I guess somebody's gotta. Someone apparently has to make really slow versions of existing songs. Yeah. It worked, I think, in the Avengers 2 trailer. And what did they do for that one? It was the, like, I've got no strings to hold me down song from Pinocchio. Oh, that But, like, makes super sense. slow. And it works yeah. in the context of the, of the movie. But, like, it was kind of cool because, like, I didn't know what it was. And mm. then it's like, I've got no strength. Yeah, it could almost be a fucking, like, Nine Inch Nails song. Or yeah. Somebody much heavier than that that I can't think just of because like I'm a chump. <laughs> just, like, super slowed down version. That was kind of cool. But, like, that is everything they do. Yeah. All right, now let's talk about the best and worst music videos. That's going to be our bonus category this time. Uh... It's truly... We've been talking about some in recent episodes, pretty well-produced music videos. Goofy, like the Africa music video. True, but the African music video had like, some... Still professionally shot. Like symbolism. It, had, it was still directed by the ideas. director of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Exactly. So there was some, there was some star power there. I think for this one, because they are just a gong show, and I only saw two of the three, but I got to go with Tiffany's just because of how much I love how uncomfortable she is on that baggage claim. <laughs> yeah um and the fun dance bit where someone shows her how to dance and i'm not sure if she's good at dancing or not because the frame rate's so low that's right um that was fun yeah i mean really of the of the three she hers is the only that's a one that's a contender because like the girls allowed one was bizarre yeah and it was a wild ride from start to finish but didn't really fit the song and just rose more questions than it answered, quite frankly. Yeah. And I didn't get to see them tied up. And yeah, from, from what you told me about the, yeah. Yeah. Version, it's just kind of. It's mostly just partying. Yeah. Partying, partying, yeah. I did think of Friday uh, when I was watching it. No, it not that. because of quality or anything, but I was just trying to figure out. It's not that same producer, is it? I I don't think so. No. Okay, yeah, I think he um, has been arrested. Uh, did, did, or there, something. there was no rap verse. Right. Yeah. Because so, if he was in it, there would have been a rap. Um, verse. But I was trying to figure out, like, her website makes it seem like like she's an artist who is, you know, trying to break into the industry or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this is her debut album, as opposed to like the Friday situation, where I think she just 
had rich parents or something and like they paid for her to do this thing and then it got out um or or was released or i don't know the whole situation again this was what was this 2011 yeah. this is like seven years ago oh my god yeah um we were in high school man yeah um when we were making friday jokes, jokes. and references ha weren't we so funny we've grown anyway, so much uh have we no <laughs> <laughs> and I was trying to figure out if this was that kind of situation. And like I explained, I don't think it was. But at first, I thought maybe. But she actually like is a decent singer. Talking about yeah, Yeah. So it's not a Rebecca, bleh, bleh. Rebecca Black type situation. Okay. That is what I've been building towards right. this entire time. Is her, is her music video better than Girls Aloud, though? Uh, it's more coherent. Well, in that it's only trying to be some people dancing in a room. Maybe it's less coherent. It doesn't have a storyline. Hmm. hmm. We need a Tiffany's video, really, though. The worst one, by far, was Tommy James and the Shondells version because it's just a still image of the album cover. <laughs> this isn't a what video. The hell? <laughs> it's supposed to be moving pictures. Come on. So yeah, I I, I don't know. The girls allowed one just seemed to like. Did either of them really get the point more than the other, though? I don't know. Hmm. I think this, the song is fun to dance to. So in that regards, yeah. Might it capture the spirit more? Yeah, I would say so. I'm going to have to throw a worse to Girls Aloud. I just Girls Aloud just, like, infuriated me in some way. It was quite a thing. It's just like, why is this happening? What, what do you mean you're alone now? You're wrong. You're, you're not alone. alone. There's five of you singing this in a casino. Maybe they're symbolically alone yeah, because they're criminals and they can't associate with other people. So they're alone together. Yeah, I think you brought this up already. I know, but that was when they were alone together in prison. I think, I think first you said they were together alone. Now they're alone together. Right. In prison, but also symbolically. Okay. It's a metaphor. Subtext. 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 Perfect. All right. Let's talk about our bonus segment, which was, hey, look at this YouTube video. Um, in this YouTube video, the killers perform this song. What's the song called? Now. I think we're alone now. Oh, okay. Um, live uh, in 2013. And the reason I want to talk about this is he starts the, the song by saying he, he's basically lifting a quote from Bono, apparently. Oh, really? From U2. Where in he, they, U2 covered, what's the song that Charles Manson, Helter Skelter? Is that the one? Helter Skelter, yeah. Yeah, he's like, he said, Charles Manson stole this song from the Beatles. We're stealing it back. Okay. And then in this, Brandon Flowers, presumably, says um, uh, Tiffany stole this song from Tommy James and the Shondells. We're stealing it back. He did say that. Itself a stealing of that line from Bono. Right. And people just get super mad about this. Yeah, it sounds comments. like it's probably a joke. Yeah, it's 100% just a joke. Like, it's just supposed to be like cheeky being like, well, they took this rock song and made it a dance song. We, rock musicians, are going to play it as a rock song here sure, today for you. Although it's still a little dancey originally. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but it's... It's a rock song. It's, it's bubblegum. It's pop. not like 80s dance yeah. beat synth thing. And then, so the, our first comment is just going to be like, you aren't stealing it. You're keeping the memory alive by playing it for a new generation to appreciate it. So wait, does he agree? He doesn't Sounds agree. like he's violently agreeing. I know. He's like, you're not stealing this. You're letting people hear it again in a new context, dickhead. They're like, yeah, that's what we're doing. Cool. 
Um, yeah, and we get a guy who actually knows the situation. He says, I wonder if anybody realized he was doing a parody of U2's Charles Manson bit. As you can see, Brandon was kind of laughing when he said it. And now oh, some people are like, oh, I felt like an idiot. <laughs> Wait, except for this one guy who says uh, to the guy, if you got that from the song, get a fucking life. What? what? When, he said, when, he said, when he said that they were ripping the stealing bit from the Charles Manson YouTube bit. He's like, you got that out of it? Yeah. It tells him to get a fucking life. How he said the exact same thing. For knowing music history. <laughs> it's just like these comments are so volatile. And YouTube comments, man. Yeah, I know. And just like people, like, Tiffany's version was no less credible than this one. The killers are jerks. Uh, Tiffany stole this song from these people. I stole this from Bono. And everybody just starts ripping on either the Tiffany version of the killers version. Somebody calls the killers gay for doing this. Like, that sounds about right. It's, I just want to, I think I'm bringing this up because I just want to make it clearer. Maybe ask the question Is this what we're doing? With oh, this podcast? I hope not. I try not to. I don't think that's either we of rag, our goals. We rag on people sometimes. We do, but even on the worst, we told them to keep making music. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's just our opinion, man. Just our opinion, So, man. like, we're just talking about music and having a good time. Yeah. I hope it's not too, um, too antagonistic, except fucking Aqualung. Yeah, it's, um, Aqualung will get no pity here. But, you know, other than that, uh, I, I, I hope, I hope uh, we, we're just having a good time. I hope we're all just having a good time talking about some songs. That's what I hope. That's my hope as well. That's my hope for the new year. So that's it. I wanted to use this bonus segment to say, hey, this is a feel-goods vibe podcast. We're here to feel good and sometimes be critical of things. And not just yeah. to, to rip on things fucking unnecessarily. Brandon's voice and style doesn't do any justice to this song. Tiffany had that hair thrown back slash mall girl attitude. I respect Brandon and the killer's music too much to not point this out. I don't even know what that means, brother. Uh, I don't know what that means either. It caused me to shrug into a microphone. One person just says, Tiffany rules. I'm not arguing with that. The killer stole this song from Tiffany and made it sound like shit. Some really opinionated Tiffany fans. Wow. Yeah, Tiffany probably made Tommy James more money than he ever did with the song. I don't know if he was so against Tiffany stealing it. There was some stuff on the Tommy James Wikipedia page about like, I guess one of the like record labels they worked for originally Mm -hmm. had mob connections. So they were like, there was like crime they knew about. And he like released, he like had to wait to release his, like his autobiography until like some people died and like, he wasn't scared for his life anymore. (laughs) Oh my God. So that's fun. That's pretty buck wild. Yeah. I just want to also say on this co- the topic of just toxic YouTube comments, I was on fucking uh, an acoustic version Jeff Lynn did of Telephone Line in Telephone 2012. Line. And people were like, Jeff, some people say Jeff Lynn's like a, like a cheaper version of George Harrison. Fuck those guys. George Harrison sucks dicks for money. Ah! And it's just like, People being like, they're not even in the same league, brother. And I'm like, they're they're literally much, in the same band the same for a while. Like, <laughs> I just don't understand the competitive nature that random people get around the arts. Yeah, man. I I don't know. Try to keep we try to keep it breezy here. Yeah, like cover me. Easy breezy, try cover to keep me. It easy breezy, beautiful, cover me. Damn it! We should have saved that for the the the. We're gonna say it again. All right, because that was that's, that's an gonna actual be the sign good off. as we always say. <laughs> that's the first time that bit <laughs> would have been successfully I'm glad used. It came up organically. And we fucked it up. Oh, we right. can pull. It's okay. We that's the it. end of our bonus we segment. Uh, yeah. That's this has been cover me. 
Uh, follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Rate us, review us, tell your friends about us. Use our dumb hashtags. Um, Maybe we'll use our dumb hashtags too. Who knows? Who knows? Who can remember if them you, all? You guys got songs you want us to talk about, or even if you have versions of songs that you want us to talk about, like songs you've made, that would be the coolest thing to see in this, the year of our Lord 2019. That'd be so cool. We promise we won't just rag on them. Promise. We're not like official music critics, so we can't really offer like Unless constructive you make criticism. Us official either. music critics. Yeah, that's true. As we always say on Cover Me, easy, breezy, beautiful. Cover Me. <laughs>